Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who have not heard these episodes, I'll recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me on the Coaching with Kimmy episodes where I coach people live. And I have a ton of clients who I send off into the world even after coaching with them. And it's so heartwarming and amazing for me to get emails, you know, months later, years later, hearing countless success stories and reading thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. And that's different for everyone. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes, not to toot my horn, but to inspire you and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. This is more to give you hope. And a lot of times, people hear these episodes and I'll have these breakthrough sessions. As you know, I offer them always, always are available to you. And people will say, you know, I heard so-and-so talking on that coaching episode and oh my God, that could have been me. (laughs) And for For that very reason, I enjoy doing this because as you can hear from everyone struggles with a lot of similar things, you're not alone. And I hope you listen to these and get inspired with people's successes and know that the success can happen to you too, even during quarantine, I promise. And it all starts with a call. So today I'm bringing on an amazing woman who actually, my gosh, I started like working with her, I want to say over a year ago, and she'll remind me of the timeline, but she joined me participating in my 14 day flirt and femininity challenge. And I have been doing those every so often, and maybe I'll do those again in the future, but she joined because she was at a loss, how to flirt, how to own her feminine beauty. And when Lisa first committed to signing up for that challenge, she had really been like scared to flirt. She hid her body and very dull colored clothes, oversized clothes that was not serving her. And on top of it, I really noticed she was giving her power away to men. And she's a caretaker through and through, which is a lovely quality, but so much so she found herself always making the man happy and focusing on their needs rather than her own. And she was so fed up with getting zero action online. She was getting no dates. Flirting was daunting. She was at a complete loss on how to embrace her femininity, but she was determined to change. And this is what is so inspiring about this story. This woman, you know, she was determined to shift something in her life and she did the work. And because she did the work, she got the results. So she was up for the challenge to kick her in the butt, as you know, I often do with people and help her get out of her own way. And then she started finding this newfound energy. She was working hard and daily, like every time I noticed in the competition, in the challenge, she was the first one to complete everything. 
every task that was given to her, she actually then at the end of the challenge won the entire challenge, of course. (laughs) But more importantly, what she really won was love because after two months taking that challenge, I received a really special email in my inbox. She said, I wanted to take a moment to fill you in on what's happening. I made a few small tweaks to my profile you suggested. I did get more attention. I got more views. Meanwhile, I took your advice into the rest of my life and began dressing in a more feminine way and not working so hard to hide that side of myself. I started openly flirting with men and those I already knew and strangers here and there. I focused on enjoying myself and reminded myself often that this is supposed to be fun. And I even bought a pair of open toe shoes too. (laughs) So drum roll, I met someone and he asked me last week to be exclusive and I accepted. I opened myself up to the possibility and met someone wonderful. He is not at all what I expected. He tells me every day that he he feels so lucky to have found me. He loves my personality. And he loves how feminine I am. She put that in capital letters, by the way. (laughs) Yup, I carried that wardrobe change into my everyday life. And more, I allowed myself to express my emotions, share stories about myself, and I didn't grill him. This is really important. We'll talk more about that. He sees the girly side of me and adores me for it. Kim, I have not changed who I am. I just let myself relax and let someone see the side of me. I thought I had to hide. So freeing to know I don't have to do everything myself. And to think I almost turned down a date with this guy because When we first met, I didn't think he was interested. I was so surprised when he called and asked me to a movie. I almost let my insecurities get in the way, but thanks to your advice, I gave it a shot. Oh my God. So this woman is really, really special to me and she stayed in touch. She's been in my Facebook group. Lisa, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Hi, Hi, Kim. Oh my God. And it's so amazing to hear, because I haven't spoken to you in a while, that you're still together. We are still together. Yeah. Okay. So I obviously gave a little context and people hear like how you kind of got involved, but I would love in your own words to share a little more, like let everyone know who you are, what your life was like before we, <laughs> you and I met. Um, well, I first saw you at one of those love debates. Oh, right. In, I forgot yeah. about that. And yeah. there I was front row center feeling like the oldest person in the room, mm-hmm. feeling like the largest person in the room. And I ended up having a ball. And um, it was, that was, that was the beginning. And, and you talked a little bit about your, what you do. And I thought, I got to talk to this lady. Maybe <sighs> she can help me out. And I've been dating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of, I really felt like I wasn't leading the dating, the guys were leading the dating. Mm. So I wasn't picking, they were picking. Um, and I didn't feel like I was getting picked nearly enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I've done the inside work a lot. I'd been working on my insides for years, but I knew, you know, like you said, the outside was not reflecting who I was Mm -hmm. at all. So I, saw your challenge on there and, and I thought, I'll give it a shot. What have I got to lose? Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's a great, yes. No, and, and for you listening, like that, it, usually you get to that point where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to try something. Like maybe yeah. you're like at that fed up stage or, and you just, you know, <laughs> you need to do something different because after a while, to your point, you know, after doing a lot of inside work, there may be a lot of reflection and analyzing and thinking, and you've connected all the dots, but it's another to actually put yourself into action and feel something different. Right. The first hurdle I had to overcome was accepting and believing that I am worthy. And that, that was the big one. And once I got past that, it was like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah. And now, <laughs> right, right. Well, that's what I was wondering. I mean, if you can think back in that time period, you know, what was that conversation that was going on in your head? Like, what were you feeling? What were you doing? You know, that that self-worth, you said that you just had to know that you were good enough, but what was preventing you from that? Um, I think lack of success, you know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd meet somebody dating, we'd go on a couple of dates and then I'd get the dreaded, I've met somebody phone call. Um, and I was okay. I mean, because that's what it's all about. Right. And mm-hmm. I, again, it was, it sort of stopped being fun after a while. And I was starting to almost dread um, getting that, hey, do you want to meet for coffee message or something? Because it was just one after another um, of just really nice people, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't right, you know. Um, yeah. And so I thought, I need some help here. I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> well, and <laughs> and it's not, you know, anything wrong necessarily, but sometimes it's like, there's something missing or there's things that you're doing that's attracting a certain type of person, you know, or situation Mm -hmm. even. So did at that time, like, did you figure out what that was? Like, what, what was happening? So it sounded like things just weren't progressing. I think, and I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I think that I was too focused on, is this the one, is this the guy? Ah. I was, I was making it not fun instead of, enjoying the process and just enjoying myself and letting the chips fall where they may. I was really focused on, I want to meet the guy. Oh yes. You know? I know that syndrome. And wow. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe they sensed that. Maybe I was too, I don't know, because I wasn't there to watch myself, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I think you, sometimes you can sense things about people and maybe they just felt that I, I don't want to say desperation because I didn't really feel like I was desperate, but I really wanted that change in my life. I had been married for 25 years and divorced and I dated quite a bit. I actually had one relationship that lasted about three years, but I knew in the beginning that that one wasn't going to last because mm-hmm. he was leaving the state and I knew this and I was fine with that. So after that, I was ready. I wanted, I wanted to meet somebody special that would become a big part of my life. And um, I think maybe I pushed pushing that scenario in my head too hard, thinking about the end rather than thinking Bingo. about how much fun I should be having. And the, trying to flirt with people in the streets of Seattle. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah. It was definitely a challenge. Uh, I, uh-huh. I scared a few people when I smiled at them. They're like, holy cow, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and thank goodness that was before the masks. Um, yes, but now, that would have been impossible. 
Although, no, actually, you can smile with a mask. Well, that's true. That, right? That's true. I smile, smile with my eyes. You're right. There you go. There yeah. you go. No, but you, you, I think, nailed it for yourself. And I think you were um, kind of my quintessential list lady. And I just <laughs> had another list lady on the podcast recently. And, you know, what happens is that you become so fearful of slipping back into attracting like the same thing and you want something different. So then your focus becomes outcome oriented, like you said. So you're thinking, is this the one? Is this the one? And mm-hmm. and then you're checking off that list and checking it twice, making sure, is, is he naughty or nice? You know, like it's, it's <laughs> that like total hyper focus. And in essence, what happens with that is you lose the moment, you lose the connection. And I think that energetically, and that can happen like in your body language, it can happen in the way that you ask questions on a date, you know, so it Mm -hmm. becomes more like an interview style than flirty and fun and storytelling, you know, and, and girly kind of thing. So I, yeah. And I think it's a very common thing, especially when you want something so bad, you lose sight of the present. Yeah, I would agree. I think, and then you mentioned another thing though, and I, I, I think there was another, and this is why you entered the challenge, right? Just turning on the, the sexy side of you. Talk mm-hmm. about that. Like what, what were you like before? Uh, inside it was there. Uh-huh. Um, I was feeling good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, had sort of reached the place where I was taking care of myself, but I definitely did not and still do not fit the mold of what somebody would classically consider sexy. Um, but I, I felt good in my life and I felt good about, about that part of my life, but my outwardly, I still tended to wear things that were, maybe a size or two too big or mm-hmm. um dull colors like you were saying you sh- I'm actually looking at my closet you should see oh. um, <laughs> um and it be- okay. I, more because that was my habit to hide yeah. let's hide this part of me and mm-hmm. um I tried on this red dress one day and I sent Kim a picture I remember that picture <laughs> And even I looked in the mirror and said, holy cow, I have a shape. Oh, <laughs> it's the red dress moment. The you know? red dress moment. Oh. Definitely, I had that for sure. Um, and that made me comfortable to experiment and try some mm. different colors and learn that this color of blue that is my absolutely favorite color actually looks amazing on me. Um, that I can wear it and nobody's going to go, God, why are you wearing that? They're like, wow, Mm -hmm. you look great. (laughs) And, and that was sort of a, an epiphany for me that, um, I could do this. I, and, Mm -hmm. and so I just made some small tweaks. There were clothes in my closet that I hardly ever wore that I wear all the time now. I think it's what you said, you know, there was a light bulb that went off Mm -hmm. in that red dress moment and it gave you that confidence to keep going with it. You know, I often say it's like a domino effect, you know, you, you have that kind of moment and you're, and you start seeing yourself different, but I think to your point, like as you were hiding before and you probably didn't even realize that, I mean, it's part of hiding your heart too and, and fearful of being seen. So that's the flip side. And mm. you got comfortable finally being seen. Right. 
which yeah, is so huge, right. so huge, you know, and I, I, I believe as I listen to your story, even more so, and it, it's fun to hear you like almost a year later that I just, I hear so much more confidence in your voice and, and everything. I think the combination of wanting something so badly, doing all this inner work, going on these dates, checking your list and not turning on the sexy side was probably preventing you from finding love because there was this kind of guard up almost. And I am over 50 and Mm -hmm. I felt I was out of time also. I felt like I'm going to run out of time. I'm going to hit whatever that age, secret age, I don't know what it was, where I'm not going to be desirable to anybody anymore. And um, I I don't know what age that was, (laughs) but Uh I'm feeling like I'm running out of time. I need to, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it now. And um, I I know that was hurting me because Mm -hmm. every failed, every, I don't want to say failed because you know you go out with somebody two times you can't really call that a relationship but every time somebody called me and said oh it's not I don't think you're the one I it's I've met somebody else or something like that I felt like okay that's another that's one I just wasted two weeks or I just wasted you know Mm -hmm. um and that wasn't good I'm sure that probably showed like I would go probably go on dates and think okay is this gonna be another waste of time or what That is huge that you just said, because I know a lot of people struggle with that. It's like the checklist is part of um, almost a way of not wasting time, but actually you are wasting time by focusing on the checklist, Mm -hmm. which is like a weird thing to think about. But because you're not just being present and staying in the moment, you're creating the waste of time, you know, by, by doing all that. So that, that is a big thing. So was that the trigger for you? Like, I wondered what, at what point did things just kind of click where you're like, I'm so fed up. I'm going to invest in this challenge. I'm going to start focusing on this. Um, I think it was, I mean, I did the challenge and I took to heart a lot of the things I learned during the challenge, Hmm. but it was really more after you and I had talked that mm-hmm. I thought I need to just calm down and relax. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a great life. I have, I've built a great life for myself and my family. And, um, and I still feel that way. And you know what? He's just dessert. You know, some, there's probably somebody out there. Let's just calm down and enjoy ourselves mm-hmm. and, and stop making that the focus of everything I do. And, and I started focusing on uh, going out, doing things on my own. I took some dance classes um, just because I wanted to get out and do something. It's like, I don't have to have a date. I can just do this. So I started doing that. And meanwhile, it was still going on dates here and there. Um, but I just started focusing and remembering the joy that is in my life in particular um, and how lucky I am to have the life I have and my my family and, and um, just focus on joy, really. And oh. that was like a huge, huge change for me because all of a sudden I started focusing on things that would make me joyful. Yes. And I think and I know it showed because people would say, you look so happy. Did mm-hmm. you meet a guy? What's going mm-hmm. on? And say, I met somebody really awesome. I met Lisa. Yeah. Oh, and um, I, I started that. just enjoying myself. 
And Wait a second. Wait, I want to mention something. <laughs> I call that, I actually have a term for what you experience and I see it all the time with my clients. I call it the charisma glow. Yeah. And that's when people start asking like, people that I've worked with, like, did you get a facial? Did you meet a man? Did you lose weight? Yes. Like, and it's usually none of those things, but it's your energy and that, that glow that you get when you're so happy. I heard an interesting statistic recently that, um, 30% of like results will happen to you when you're in more of that positive state of mind and that happy, it's like the happiness factor. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, that's why I'm always encouraging people every single day to not only talk about things you're grateful for, but also things that you kick ass at, you know, <laughs> like, like a daily brag. I'm really mm-hmm. big on that. And because I think so many times, especially in the state that you are in, you focus on what's not working rather than what is. Right. And until that switch happens, you know, and, and that's when things start moving too. And, and our wardrobe consultation really helped me a lot because like I said, some of the things I already had in my closet because I liked them and I thought they were adorable, but I thought I can't wear this out on a date. And you, you told me, yes, you can that run right there. That's it. That's your (laughs) go-to outfit. And I thought I've always loved this, but I've been afraid to wear it. And I started wearing the, Mm. the, the more, the feminine tops you know and the camis and things that you talked about and um I felt good about what I was wearing and it was fun and from part as my goal to focus on the fun that really helped that mm-hmm. I wasn't so worried about oh you know am I wrinkled am I <laughs> right <laughs> Is focusing on what's not shouldn't be showing mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew yeah. nothing was showing that shouldn't be showing because it fit right so Mm-hmm. That is so common, you know, and it's a metaphor of what I just talked about, like focusing on what's not working versus what is. And I mm-hmm. see it all the time in the dressing room when I'm dressing people where they'll say, mm, I don't like this dress. I'm like, what are you reacting to? And they'll, they'll point out one little wrinkle yeah. in the <laughs> side bump. of, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, I don't like the way that my butt looks. See this thing. I'm like, no, I didn't see that before actually. And because we always see things that are amplified also. So, mm-hmm. which is different than what most people see. So we always are way harder on ourselves than other people are. And I think that's also something that I saw shift in you, like where it was almost like, I don't care it, yeah. that, what other people think or feel. I love me. Like I, I saw that, you know, as you were even doing the challenge, I saw, started seeing those shifts in you. It was really nice. So be so it sounds like you know calming down focusing on the positive really like coming into the wardrobe and owning your sexy confidence what helped you then um bring out the flirty side was there like one particular thing or you tried a bunch of things I was just experimenting you know and and practicing the things that that I had learned it was kind of playful for me like I'm gonna play and see what happens and I flirt with the kid at the grocery store or the you know uh-huh. or, the, or the guy at the behind the desk at the auto shop and and just and and I was getting positive reactions and it was definitely there was no investment in that outcome I'm never gonna see that guy at the auto shop again he's not you know mm-hmm. and and that just um it made it fun for me like I'm going to smile at this person and see what happens. And, and, uh, and usually 
I got a small back unless I was downtown Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and it was raining. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is, yeah, no, that's awesome. And so that positive feedback gave you that confidence to keep going. And yeah. when someone didn't smile back or respond, the other thing that happens as you start building that confidence is that you won't, you don't care. It's like, oh, well, that's not my person. Like there's plenty of other people I can smile right. at and not take it in as rejection. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Everybody like inquiring minds want to know. So what happened when you met your man and like, what was going on? And like, tell, tell us the story. Okay. So I was actually thinking I needed to take a break because I was starting to lose some of that joy and fun. Hmm. I was starting to feel like this is starting to feel like work. I need to take a little break. I wasn't giving up. I just Mm -hmm. thought I need to take a little break. And this gentleman messaged me um, through the dating site, and we talked a little bit, and I, I liked his sense of humor, you know, and I thought, well, he seems really nice, but he is not for me, and here's the reason why. He was <laughs> really attractive and sexy. Oh. And I thought, no way. He is not serious. So that gremlin of not being worthy of that came into play. To some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was not, it wasn't that I didn't only date men I wasn't attracted to. Of course I was attracted to them, but it was, this was just a different level, mm-hmm. I guess. So maybe out of my league mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and so I thought I'm going to really test him. So I said, I didn't want a long chat, chat, chat all the time, messaging back and forth. So I just said, do you want to meet for coffee? I just put it out there. And he said, sure, when? And I said, tonight. And he said, okay, where? And I told him. And it was just not far from home. He said, that's perfect. Okay, when? And we met. We ended up talking for two hours. Mm. We closed the Starbucks. Starbucks. (laughs) And I really, I don't remember even what we talked about. I just know we just talked. Nobody was firing questions at anybody. We just talked and shared and, and, um, you know, shared some stories, I think about our childhoods. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We remember even, we just talked. And as we came out, I thought he's not going to call me back and that's okay. I had a nice time. Mm. and you know a lot of times when you leave that first initial coffee date they'll say hey can I call you Mm -hmm. and he didn't Mm. so I thought okay well that's okay I had a nice time well a couple days later lo and behold he called me back and he asked me to a movie and I thought oh okay why not it'll be fun it was the third date which was on the 4th of July which is and is my um this was it moment Mm -hmm. he got up early on the 4th of July, unbeknownst to me, drove around the city to find the perfect place for us to have a picnic. And he put a picnic together, including a chilled bottle of wine in his backpack, which just melted my heart. But what really meant so much to me was that he put so much effort into that date. And I felt like I mattered. And that was sort of always the key for me. I needed to matter. Mm. And so here comes that list. Every box on the list was checked off for one, but one, but it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we just started dating. And then, you know, I wrote you that letter and said, hey, he asked me to be exclusive. And, and I was teasing him about us going steady now. And, and uh, we just click. We have similar 
tastes in movies. We just watched an old uh, noir movie last mm-hmm. night, which was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, and it's been a year and we're still happy and still seeing each other. And uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And we've talked so- a little bit about the future. Nothing's written in mm-hmm. stone or really planned, but uh, we both feel like there is definitely a future. So it's very exciting. And wow. if I hadn't gone, if I hadn't challenged myself and him and said, okay, I'm going to push this guy, you know, mm-hmm. I would, it, it would have gone nowhere. So I'm really excited. Oh, Lisa, this is so amazing. What do you, I mean, so far, how is this guy different? And also, how are you different? Like, what do you think you did to attract this kind of different I really went in with a casual attitude that I'm going to have coffee with this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was not looking at the end game. I was not looking at the touchdown. I was not looking at, is this going to be my person? Mm -hmm. I was looking at, this is a nice man. I love talking to him online. He makes me laugh. I make him laugh. Let's just meet him and have some coffee. And like I said, I didn't think he'd call me. I thought that was fun that was a nice experience and mm-hmm. and changing that mindset of this is just going out and meeting somebody for coffee yes and having a nice pleasant evening has turned into one of the best decisions i ever made um that's huge so the mindset but also you mentioned that he's a very caring guy and i he's hear a that caretaker yeah and that's different I, for you right that's huge mm. that's huge I was always the caretaker. I was always the one. He that um, I would plan the dates, make sure everybody was okay and everybody's, and there's still some of that. I mean, that's never going to go away. That's part of who I am. Mm -hmm. But um, he plans dates. He, uh, He brings me coffee. I, I, I can't remember last time I got up and got myself a cup of coffee when we were together. Mm. It's little things. He takes care of me. He's concerned. I've had recently had a uh, tragedy in my life and he's been there and he's not telling me, you know, not let's, you have to do this, this and this, but just, um, it's okay that you can cry. You can just be sad mm. and, you know, making sure if I, I have everything I need and, uh, he, he cares about people. He's very tenderhearted, loves animals. Um, and I just, it was quite a surprise, but there is, he is also, um, all man. I mean, mm. he's very masculine at the same time. And I don't know how yeah. to explain that, yeah. but <laughs> it sounds like a winning true. combo. Yeah. It's true. And, um, mm. you know, the, it's, I keep coming back to that and bringing me a cup of coffee in the morning. It's such a small, small thing, but it, it says, that I matter. I matter. Yes. And that's everything. And so different for you. How, what did you do? Cause I I want, I want you to recognize, you know, your piece in this too. Cause he's, you know, an amazing guy who he is obviously like he made that himself, but you also did something to allow that in your life. Like what have you been doing to allow yourself to receive more? Because you're, you have not, you, before this, you were not receiving. No. Um, I think initially when the first time, and I realized this is what I want Mm -hmm. is somebody that will do these little things, um, was not feeling like I 
didn't deserve it. Like if I wasn't giving, 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 giving to, to then they wouldn't like me. And I let that go. And I believed him. I still believe him when he says he cares about me. And I believe him when he tells me I'm sweet and amazing. And um, even if I'm having an off day and my hair's not right, I just think Mm -hmm. I'm having an off day and my hair's not right. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, and, and believing and accepting that was, I had to, I just have to accept and open myself up to saying yes. And if he says, you look good in those jeans, I say, thank you. And inside, mm-hmm. I don't say, oh, no, I don't. I say, he thinks I look good in these jeans. Yes. Ah. Yes. <laughs> and that's been the big change. I Damn. work, some days I have to work hard at it, but I don't let that mean voice that lives inside my head. Mm-hmm. I think she's moving out. Yeah. That mean girl's moving The mean out. girl is yeah. out of there. And yeah, and she should never come back, quite honestly. And yeah. that, you know, what you just said, I want to highlight about, you know, I think a lot of caretakers feel that way where if I, if I keep giving, then I'll be enough. Then he'll like me. Then that will be my, my value to that person. And it's usually the exact opposite. Like the more you give, the less you get back and, mm-hmm. and then attract lopsided relationships. So <laughs> I think that when you, right, you and I've talked about this. So it, when you switch that around and you hold court, like you're a queen bee and you really let the guy dance circles and go through cartwheels and over the moat into your castle. And he should be doing all those things for you because you know that you're worth it. That's the switch. And in fact, they'll keep giving to you when you hold that worth about yourself. And of course, you're still going to give back to him. Uh, Like you said, I mean, that's a partnership too. Yeah, That'll never go away. I mean, you couldn't even be somebody like a somebody else, even if you tried, right? Because you right. know, you Lisa inherently are that person. So if you're listening and you're a caretaker, that's that's something that will always be a part of you. Mm-hmm. But when you allow that reception of somebody else, and it could be a friend, it could be a family member, it doesn't have to be even a man. If this is something just as you incorporate this in your life, you will see how you get it back. I would definitely agree. Um, opening myself up to to receive and to I, I hate to say I deserve it, but but yeah, you it, do that it's okay to um, accept it and want that and appreciate that and give it back just the same. I think sometimes there's a little discussion about who's you know <laughs> whose turn it is to take care of somebody else to, yeah. to share that those tasks and um, really that's what has been missing. Um, all all along, I can look mm-hmm. back now and go. That's what was missing is that giving, letting them take, letting somebody, anybody. I mean, I think I'm even more open with my um, my children uh, as far as you know. Mom, do you need anything? And I really think about it instead of just saying, "No, I'm okay." You know, mm-hmm. I'll think about it and think, "Do I need anything?" Yes, actually, could you bring me some tea or yeah. Um, you know, and then they'll say, okay, see, yeah, I'm out the door, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, because yeah. of course they're young adults. So, but, um, just to say it's okay to need 
And you do I don't have yes. to be strong all the time. Sometimes it's okay to not be the strong one. That's right. That's right. You're human. And I want to say you do deserve it. And, and you all deserve yeah. it, you know? And I think just to kind of tie it up and it's all those things that you learned, like, you know, embracing your sexy side, seeing how beautiful you are in the mirror, allowing yourself to, you know, receive more, focus on the positive, slowing down, really just not getting attached to the outcome. All of those things inherently were building your self-worth. And that's, that's when things start happening. Cause you know, that if somebody doesn't like you or smile back at you, it's not going to like break you down. It's not going to make you crumble. It's not like, oh my God, I'm worthless because you have that foundation that you built in. And that's why he showed up. You were so ready for this and look at how long it's lasting and you keep growing with it. And I'm just, Lisa, I'm so thrilled for you. It's awesome. Thank you. Mm, Thank anything you. like last kind of parting words of wisdom or, or any messages you want to share with people listening and thinking, oh, well, just I don't relax, know. Relax and have fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, listen to Kim <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and get your mind as much of you as you can out of the end zone I understand loneliness I understand mm -hmm. horrible crushing feeling like you're all alone in the world loneliness um but that expand your horizons don't focus so much on the one special person but focus on what brings you joy and find your joy, whatever it is, and yeah. get out there. I've been waltzing and cha-chaing and, and, uh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, I was doing all of that and, and I, it brought me joy to do it. And, and I was terrible, but I didn't care because it was fun. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I will wasn't say in a competition. I was taking dance lessons and, um, yeah. I hope to get back to that soon when this clears up a little bit. Hey, they have okay. online, they have online dance classes. They're quite the now. same as dancing with a partner though. So. <laughs> no, do you know that I had somebody who they entered the same dance class and they were virtual. I know it's not the same as touching one another. Blah, interesting. Blah, blah, but interesting. It was, yeah, it was. And actually it's in Seattle. My client who did it is in Seattle. Oh, you I should check it's... it out. I know. So yeah, where there's a will, there's a way. And you know, the last thing I want to say, Lisa, in, I mean, I, I love what you said, listen to Kim and, and thank you, but really <laughs> it's, Find it's, your one, joy. it's one thing to listen. It's another to take action. And that's yeah. the difference that I think like someone like you or someone who just kind of listen to a bunch of podcasts or read a book. It's like you did the work. You not only did the work, but you went full force ahead and won the challenge. And that focus, that drive that you had really allowed you to shift. And that's the empowerment too, knowing that there are things you can do to actually make some changes for yourself. So yeah. I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. It was really inspirational hearing just everything that's going on in your life. And you do, you sound stronger. It's just, it's beautiful. Thank you, Kim. I was happy. I hope I can, my story will help somebody, you know, somebody maybe who's thinking, oh, not for me. Mm -hmm. I have this or I have that. And maybe I can help them. Yeah, and I'm sure you did. 
Well, thanks again for joining me. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. And then hop on a call with me. I would love to talk to you. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with this too, but I'm not sure, it's just a phone call. (laughs) But that phone call will possibly put you into action, that 30 minutes could change the course of your entire life, just like it did for Lisa. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your successes. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day.